Good morning. Welcome home. I'm so glad you're here. Uh, this morning, what we're talking about is how not to fall apart. How not to fall apart. And that is not easy to do because we live in a world where a lot of things fall apart. Do you, do you agree? Anybody shop at Walmart? Okay. <laughs> things have a tendency. No, we love those people. We love those people and those who work there, Katie. Um, but I, I am continually confronted by the fact that we live in a world where many things fall apart. Fortunately, I married Cherie. Cherie's ability is to repair, to fix anything. So I know a thing or two about which I speak. This is duct tape. This is man's best friend or one of them. This... That's the sound of the quick fix, is it not? You can use duct tape for any number of things. Now, the thing that duct tape is for is when something is falling apart and you don't particularly care that everybody knows that it's falling apart because it's very hard to hide. It's very visible. So I have seen it used very often on furniture. I've seen it used on clothing. If you go to the airport, you're going to see it used on luggage. And apparently, um, when your passenger side window gets shot out, as so many of us are, um, you can use it to attach a garbage bag in, in place of that window. Duct tape. But duct tape clearly has its limitations, which is why we have this. This is small, but it is powerful. This is super glue. The key to super glue is when something is falling apart and you don't want anybody to know that it was broken. And you have to do something before your wife gets home. Okay. So this, this is perfect for fixing uh, frames, uh, cups, her favorite coffee mug, just saying. And, and different things like that. Now, um, if you also get tired of your fingers working independently, you can also glue them all together quite easily with this. Um, but super glue has its limitations. And then there's, there's nails. If you want to keep things, big things, big things together, like houses and stuff, use nails. Use nails. Uh, the first house that we ever lived in in San Antonio um, was owned by an old guy named Norm. I th- he was like 200 years old. I, he was really, really old. But he built this house, and the, I think he was one of those guys who thinks that if one nail is good, 500 nails is better. Um, and the way we found out was by trying to do different things to this house. There was a little counter that was like a pass-through from the kitchen to the family room. And, and Cherie wanted to remove it. You know, you're going to open floor plan, open concept. So um, we're going to take that out. It took us all night to remove this little counter. Because he had like a tremendous amount of nails going every which We had enough nails. We could have melted them down. We could have made a full-size statue of Norm out of the nails. So anytime um, something as big is falling apart, you get the nails, it's called norming it. Norming it. Just use more than you think you need to. But nails have their limitations as well. And here's the problem. We not only live in a world where things fall apart, we live in a world where people fall apart. We live in a world where you and I fall apart. Not just things, not just parts of us. Sometimes they're just areas of, of our lives that fall apart. And, and many of us, 
many of us more than would like to admit it, particularly in public, have parts of our lives that we feel are just falling to pieces, to pieces. And sometimes, sometimes those can be relationships. Maybe you have a child and you just don't have, that, that relationship is just falling apart. Maybe, maybe your marriage is still together, but you feel like every step you take, it's just falling more and more apart. You have friends in, at school or you have friends in your family or your friends in town and, and those are just falling apart. Maybe, um, maybe it's not that. Maybe you're having physical problems. You know, and you just feel like your body is just falling apart all the time. And, and that's just frustrating. And maybe it's your finances. I know a lot of people come and talk to me about there's, there's trouble with their finances. They feel like they can't get a handle on it. That's falling apart. Things at work aren't going well. Things in school aren't going well. Um, my plans for the future, because of all these things, they just seem to be falling apart. What well, once seemed very sure isn't anymore. And maybe it's your heart. Although I would say that no matter what it is, no matter what we feel is falling apart, it always comes back to a heart issue. It always comes back to the heart issue. But maybe it's your love and maybe it's your joy that feels like it's falling apart. You can't get your arms around it anymore. Maybe it's your endurance and patience because this thing, this thing that is falling apart has been falling apart for a long time. And it's been, things are moving too fast for you to keep up with them. Um, They are too hard to just handle. And relief is too slow to come. And so your endurance and your patience feel that way. And so your hope feels that way. Your hope used to be full of hope. But it feels like it's falling apart. And maybe it's your peace. Your deep peace that no matter what you're going through, it's all going to be okay. It's going to be better than okay. We're going to talk a lot about that next week. So peace is the issue. You want to come back. But some of us, some of us, all of those things fall short of describing the the magnitude of what we are going through. It feels like everything. You would say, you would say in your most honest heart of hearts, it feels like my life is falling apart. Um. And for those things, it doesn't matter how much duct tape you have. It doesn't matter how much super glue you have. You can have nails like Norm never dreamed. It just won't work. It just won't work. We need a better solution. Now, for 2,000 years... For 2,000 years, there have been people who have believed there is a better solution. I want to share that with you and just see what you think about it. It comes from Paul's letter to the Corinthian church, the first chapter, the 17th verse. Here it is. Paul writes, and he, he meaning Jesus, he is before all things and in him, in Jesus. I want you to read this last part with me out loud. In Jesus, all things hold together. In Jesus, all things hold together. Now, um, we're, we're, we got a lot of different people who hang out here. It's, it's great to see so many of you. Um, some of you believe this is the word of God. Some of you 
Not so much. Um, some of you uh, believe you're, you're followers of Jesus Christ. Some of you are just checking things out. Um, you're kind of, um, you know, checking out the faith. And, and it doesn't matter. It does not matter whether, whether you believe this or not. Um, here's the thing. When things tend to fall apart for all of us, regardless of where we are in faith and things like that, here is when we see these things that are falling apart. Here is our reflex reaction most of the time. I got it. Hey, I got it. Right? Right? I got this. Hey, I don't need help. In fact, I really don't. It's not a problem. I got this. And, and in saying, I got this, if, you know, this, these are the stages that we tend to go through in trying to hold things together ourselves. Hold things together ourselves. The first is deny and cover up. Okay? What does this look like? How you doing? Fine. How, you do, how are things? Good, good, good. You know, hey, oh, life is good, man. If things were any better, I'd have to be twins, right? You've heard that. So this is deny. This is cover up. When we're in this phase, we don't even want to recognize that we got something that's falling apart, Right? In fact, the goal here is not just to try to hold things together, which is exhausting in itself, but to make sure everybody we know, everybody who sees us, everybody who knows us, thinks that we are the kind of person that will always be able to hold everything together. So we do this. We get the outside polished up. How you doing? I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm great. And then we go home, right? Or wherever your place is and where nobody can see you and you let your guard down. And you fall to pieces. Um, and that might look different for different people. In fact, it does. And then when that's done, we gather it all up, put on a brave face, and go out and look like we're holding it together again. So that's deny, that's cover up. And when we get tired of that, when we can't ignore it, we get to number two that's organize, manage, and control. This is, I know, okay, there's a problem, but I got this. It's out of control. I'm going to put it in control. I'm going to file this here. I'm going to color code that there. I'm going to, you know, refine my schedule. And we're just going to, we're going to zero in. We're going to do this thing. And that works for a little while until it doesn't. And we get to the three. That is manipulate. Okay. I'm not the thing that's falling apart here only. Okay. A little. But there's other things and other people. And what I have to do is I have to arrange my life. I have to organize and orchestrate all of these circumstances and these people to make sure that they're doing what they're supposed to be doing. They're not doing what they're not supposed to be doing. And I know how to get them to do that because I'm good at that. And that works until it doesn't. And then we get to the point where we're so exhausted that we don't want, we don't want to work anymore at this thing that's falling apart, but we also can't stand to live with the pain. We can't stand to live with the pain of it. So we medicate and anesthetize. And I got my buddy, Jimmy, who knows all about anesthesia. In fact, everything I ever know about anesthesia, I learned from my buddy, Jimmy. And what I know about anesthesia in this case is that we can use anything to make us not feel the pain of the disconnect of this thing that's falling apart. I often use food as to anesthetize, right? So it's, it's like that's where, the, that's where the expression comfort food came from, 
right? You, things are falling apart. You're going you're gonna, to anesthetize yourself with food. Some people use alcohol. Some people use drugs. Some people use porn. Some people use physical contact, sex and things. Some people use uh, work. Now that, that escapes me. I don't get why. I don't get why. That, that's like a pain to solve a pain. That's just, I'm just saying. You know, we're going to have a, re, a redeemed view of work. I'm just, look, along those lines, some people use exercise. Not my chosen form of anesthesia, let me tell you. Okay, I'll give this one to you for free. They say there's a runner, runner's high. It does not exist. Some people, some people use sleep. Now, now these are some good things and these are some things that aren't so good. But the, the, the common denominator is if we're using a good thing as an anesthesia, it's a bad thing. And anesthesia never, never cures the disease. What it does is temporarily mask the pain. And so when we can't anesthetize anymore or we come back from our run or we finish this or we sober up or it's still falling apart and maybe more. And so the fifth stage is that we settle for falling apart. Look, I was stupid to ever have a hope that things would be different. This is the way things unpack in my life. This is how I am. And these are, this is how things are going to be. Out of control, falling apart. And the problem is, I thought it could be different. And we settle for falling apart. And Jesus loves us far too much to leave us there. To leave us there. To even go through that. He wants to come in at the beginning when we realize that there's things falling apart. And as we saw in the scripture in, first, in Colossians 1. He says, in him all things hold together. That is all situations, all people, all elements of your life, all lives that come to him, that are in him, hold together. And, and it's about connection, okay? If, if, if you remember anything from this message, it's about connection and not disconnect. And Jesus told a story that was all about connection and disconnect, which I think will help us get to the heart of this issue. It comes from Luke chapter six, and I'd like to share it with you. Jesus tells this short story. Many of you have heard it, but, but check this out. Jesus says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and not do what I told you to do? Okay, there's disconnect, right? I didn't know there were Baptists 2,000 years ago. Apparently there were. Why do you call me Lord, Lord? You don't do what I say. You call me boss, boss. You never go to work. You call me God, God. But you don't think I love you. You don't think I have your best. Okay, so that's the disconnect. He says, everybody who does come to me and hears my words and does them, I'll show you what he is like or she. He's a man like... He's like a man building a house who dug deep and laid the foundation on the rock. That's connection. And when a flood arose, the stream broke against that house and could not shake it because it had been well built. That's connection. That's being held together. The storms are coming 
And if you are connected to Jesus Christ, be they financial, be they life and death, be they disease, be they um, whatever, failure, threats, poverty, sickness, pain, hopelessness, depression, you will stand. You will be held together when nobody could physically, emotionally hold it together. Because he holds you together. Don't say I got this. When he's saying. Would you rather me have you. Hold you. Okay. What's the other house? The one who hears and does not do. What I tell him. It's like a man who built his house on the ground without a foundation. And when the stream broke against it, immediately it fell, fell to pieces. And the ruin of that house was great. Now, God is not talking. Jesus is not talking about our house. Our house, the place we live, is not where he wants to do the extreme makeover. It's our lives, okay? In this, your house is your life. And your connection or your disconnection to the only sure foundation, Jesus Christ, determines whether you fall apart or whether he holds it and holds you together. Together. Now, um, something to realize about these houses, about these lives. If you were to drive down the street, if you were to walk by these persons, a lot of similarities. Both look pretty. Both look impressive. The sun is shining. It's a calm day. Both are standing strong. But the storm comes against both. The storm comes against both houses. And we know this. If we are not in a storm now, you have been in one and there is one in the future. But you need not fear that storm. You need not succumb to it. If you're trusting in your ability to hold it together, then you need to fear the storm. You need to fear more than that. But if you're trusting the one in whom all things hold together, that he holds together everything that is given to him, that he holds together everything that is not disconnected from him, that is connected to him, then, then the best thing, the most joyful thing we could do is connect to Jesus Christ. Do you see that um, the disconnection in our lives leads to falling apart. Um, here's the problem um, for a lot of us believers. If, you, if you've been walking in the faith for a little while, um, then you probably have some kind of prayer life and you probably have some kind of belief grid, right? You, you have things that you believe. And here's what happens when things fall apart because this part of our lives is disconnected from Jesus, right? Here's what we ask him, right? And how do I know? Because I've done it. I did it this week. He convicted me on Monday morning, right? I was asking God to bless me in an area of my life that was related to work that was disconnected from him. Where I wanted him to rescue me, but I didn't want to do what he was telling me to do in that. I was like, fix this. Go here, do this. For, I'll, do it with, I'll do it in you. The moment I took that step, 
He's like, I'll move when you step out in faith. Empowered by my word. Encouraged by my spirit. Surrounded by my people. You step out. You do what I said do because you step out in faith and I'm going to hold you together. I'm going to bring that. But what we tend to do is ask God to bless us even while we're in disconnection. And he can't do it because connection is the blessing. All blessing comes through Jesus Christ. So when we ask him, bless me in this area, but I'm going to be disconnected from you in it. He has to say no, but he wants to say yes. So he draws you close. He says, come to me, trust me, obey me in this. Here's why. I'm leading you into joy and freedom and faith and life. And you're disconnecting because you want to go find joy and freedom and faith and life. That makes no sense. Makes no sense. We got to stay connected. And Jesus said this quite plainly in John chapter 15. Take a look at this. Jesus said, I am the vine and you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him, that's connection, right? I'm holding it together and it is he that bears much fruit. That's the blessing we seek. And it comes only in connection. Do you see how it can't be disconnected? Because he is the blessing. For apart from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Except fall apart. Except fall apart. I want you to remember that disconnection equals fall apart. Disconnection equals fall apart. Those things in your life that are falling apart need to be connected to or reconnected with you. Where's the disconnect? Maybe it's between Sunday morning and Saturday night. Is that it for you? For a big part of my life, that's what it was. Is I would I would come to church and 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 hear about and believe and and sing about things I did not live them out in my social life. I just didn't. Maybe it's a disconnect not between Sunday morning and and Saturday night, but Sunday morning and Monday morning. Right? There's a way that we are here, but that doesn't play out. There's a way that we treat people here. There's a way that we we feel here. We don't bring that into our workplace. We don't bring that into our um, classes. We we have a way of being here and we have a way of being there and they're two different things. There's a disconnect. There's a disconnect. Um, maybe it's the difference between the way that Jesus loves you, the way that Jesus loves you and the way that you treat other people. There's a disconnect there. And maybe this is what Jesus was getting at in that whole story. This is the big one. Maybe there's a difference between simply wanting Jesus to rescue you and loving him enough to follow him, to do what he says. Um, Some people put it this way, that you receive him as savior. You just don't want to follow him as Lord. And yet he's wanting to lead you into all of these things that you would rather try to find somewhere else. Are we surprised that things fall apart? Here's the good news. Jesus desperately loves disconnected people. In fact, the gospel is all about God coming, putting on skin and and coming down into our circumstances because we're disconnected so that he might be the means that we are connected, that we are blessed, that we are held together. 
That is what Jesus was after. That's what he's after this morning. I'm going to tell you a truth that is going to be difficult for some of you to believe, but that doesn't mean it make it less true. Um, from you, me, Billy Graham and Lady Gaga, all of us, okay, are on, all people are on the path toward ever increasing falling apart. Toward ever increasing falling apart. And this is very difficult to believe because of the wonders of science, of the wonders of technology, of the wonders of learning, and, and those are all great, but they tend to make us think that we've got it all together. But name one thing that we have discovered, invented, created, however good it is, that we haven't found also a way to destroy other people, break each other's hearts. Internet, great thing, great thing. It's also the place where we see some of the most vile behavior in the world. Some of the most destructive and predatory. It's a great thing. Phones, they're great. They've broken up relationships. They've broken up families. Um, they've, okay, great things. We are on, since our first parents turned away from God, we are on a path of ever-increasing falling apart. And ultimately, the only people that are held together will be the ones that are held together by Jesus Christ. And the even better news is he will not only hold you together, he will make you new. And he sends you this invitation every moment of every day and in a special way right now. And I want to tell you that he sends you this invitation to come to me. Let me hold you. Let me hold you together. Together. And he tells us that and he writes it on the universe. He writes it on the universe in big ways. In fact, when you go outside, it's, it's wonderful here in Gunnison because you have so many of those crystal dark nights when, when you can see almost every star that you could imagine, right? But if you think about the vastness, if you think about the fact that the ground that, on which you're sitting right now is hurtling through space faster than a bullet comes out of a gun. Do you get that? We, that's how fast we're moving. The earth moving around the sun? Yeah. So don't ever call me slow. I'm faster than the speeding bullet, baby. You want to know how long, how fast it takes me to do the 40? I'm like .001. Beat that. Kind of makes you want to treat me with a little more respect, doesn't it? But as we stand on this ground that is hurtling through space, right? Faster than a bullet comes out of a gun. Little science, this is free for you. Sun, Earth, right? Does this. In an elliptical, elliptical motion. There's a word to work into your lexicon. Elliptical. It's nothing like the shape I'm making with this hand though. But as, <laughs> I'm doing my best. As, as the, the Earth goes around the sun in an elliptical, motion, it has to veer, right, off of a straight line in order to keep that, say it with me, elliptical. It has to veer off a straight line. Do you know how much it veers? One-ninth of an inch. 
That much. Over 18 miles. Every 18 miles. One-ninth of an inch. If it were any bigger than one-ninth of an inch over 18 miles. Let's say it was one-eighth of an inch, which is two of these. If it were any bigger, we'd all freeze. We'd all freeze, right? If it were any smaller, let's say one-tenth of an inch. It was coming in there. We'd all fry. One-ninth of an inch. I think I got the bigger and the smaller mixed up. I think I got to review my fractions. Yeah, yeah. I need an abacus. Here's the point. One-ninth of an inch over 18 miles. Jesus can hold that together. In fact, he does when you think about him and he does when you don't think about him. He does when you're awake and he does when you're asleep. And if he has the power and the desire and the willingness to hold that together, do you not think he can hold your heart together? Do you not think he can hold your love together? Do you not think he can hold your hopes together? Do you not think he can hold your family together? It's all in connection. And sometimes he writes it on the sky in huge letters. And sometimes it's tiny but powerful and invisible, but every bit as real. What what does all this mean? It means you don't have to leave here. You don't have to leave here the way you came in. You don't have to have things falling apart. You can be held together in Jesus, by Jesus. Let's go back to the original scripture in Colossians. For Jesus is before all things. And these words, look, and in him, in him, all things hold together. So the question is, um, are, is there an area of your life that you feel like is falling apart? Do you feel like you are falling apart? The more important question by far is, are you in him? You see, um, this goes back to the gospel. This goes back to the cross because when Jesus was nailed to the cross, he was dying for defeating everything that could come into your life to make you either feel like you're falling apart or fall apart. He was defeating and destroying everything that could disconnect you from him, that would keep you from being connected, from being held together. And maybe in that sense, nails are not useless in fixing things. Here's what you and I tend to do, though. I'm going to file that. I'm going to go and do my life. That's just another form of, I got this. I got this. He wants to say, I got this. I got you. I got you. The proudest of us might walk out of here saying, I got this. Don't do it. Don't do it. It's about connection. It's about connection. That's where the blessing is. That's where the wholeness is. 
He can't hold you together unless you let him hold you. And you can't let him hold you when you're busy running away. Let's pray. Lord, um, you are so good. We want to um, repent of the disconnect. Lord, um, some of us, for some of us, that means coming to you for the very first time. Finally surrendering ourselves to you. And Lord, say, we have tried to find uh, all these beautiful things in life without you when they're in connection with you. For some of us, it's taking this area of our life and, and getting tired enough of managing and denying and manipulating and medicating and settling. And Lord, we just need to come. We just need to come and surrender ourselves. Maybe, Lord, it's the difference between calling you Lord and following you as Lord. Maybe it's maybe it's just surrender of this area of our life. Lord, we look forward to what you're going to do. Um, and we come. Hold us, Jesus. Hold us together. We thank you that you want to. We just want to stay in connection. In Jesus' name, amen.